0: Get ready for truth and transparency from an ocean of liberal tears. Welcome to the Blue Shark Show with your host, Mike Lang. What's
1: going on at the city council meetings? If you look at December 21st of 2021 on 7.4, could this be a power grab from some of the city council members?
2: Yeah, I think it is a power grab. Uh, from some members of the city council and the city manager, because here lately what we've had is a influx of people going to these city council meetings and holding their elected and appointed officials accountable and naming names, and you know not in a disrespectful or you know domestic terroristic way. What they're doing is going up there and putting it on record that hey, we are watching you and we know what you are doing.
0: Yeah, and we've seen that across the board, city council meetings, commissioner courts, and school boards, especially with parents getting involved in their local ISDs, and this is a good thing. Now, the elected officials and appointed officials might not always like what the people have to say, but that's just part of it. They're going to hold everyone accountable. They're going to make sure that they're doing their job, and sometimes that means you're not going to like what those people say.
1: And that's part of being elected official, and people have opinions, and they get up there during their comment period and they say exactly what's going on. And and I look at Steve Biggers, who came up and talked about Bruce Wadley and Vale both having some issues with the Texas Election Commission. So so it's a good full house to talk about a couple things tonight. Ethics and hypocrisy. So I don't know if you people know, and certainly the people in streaming land, but there are two sitting city council members in here that are currently under ethics campaign violation investigations. And they didn't like that. They want to shut people down like that. They want to shut people like Mark Lowry down when he talks about what's going on at the city council meeting and how smug the city attorney and the city manager get when people start to question them during citizen comment period.
0: So let me move. Let May
2: me, Mayor. I didn't write the agenda. No, I it was submitted to someone else. My uh, job. You're both of you. Laughing
0: at these people. Your smugness. Both of you.
2: My citizens. job is to. Yeah, another one that gets up there pretty regularly is Dave Eagle. You know, as commissioner, he has a lot of constituents there in the city limits, and he gets up there and lobbies on their behalf to the city council. Item is stated it's vague it's misleading and i should be able to say what i got to say and you can shut me down
1: if the elected officials sitting up where the city council sits the mayor and everybody else if they don't like what is being said truthfully respectfully then maybe after the meeting they need to go down and see where that person is and speak to them individually yeah isn't that a novel idea Yeah, what a concept right yeah
0: yeah go talk to the people that are having the issue Get to the root of the problem and do something about it.
1: And now through this 7.4 agenda item where they're going to look at the city charter and change some things up, this is trying to put the thumb on the citizens when they speak during their comment period.
0: Yeah, it's kind of scary, the language in there, and it almost reminds me of some of the things we've seen happen at uh, some of the ISDs, even here in Texas at Round Rock ISD, where they were escorting parents out and having them arrested because they didn't like what the parents were saying. So what happens when you have people showing up at the city council meeting and someone decides they don't like what they're hearing? Are they going to be escorting them out and having them arrested as well?
2: And it's, you know, while they are definitely targeting the citizens in a lot of these rule changes, they're also targeting Mayor Jim Jarrett because he is a man of the people. He was elected by the people and he ran on a very populist deal where he said, you know, look, we're going to fix these issues because they are major issues and this is what the constituents care about. And the city council, certain elements of it, maybe four members, are trying to prevent him in any way they can by changing the rules of the game to limit his ability to be the presiding officer of these meetings.
1: I would say maybe four members, maybe your city attorney, your city manager, a couple council people maybe. But nonetheless, there's people up there that are trying to circumvent this What they want to change under 3.3D in the city charter is this, and I'm going to read it. And it's a few sentences, but people need to hear this. In the event the mayor fails to fulfill the duty to maintain the decorum, any city council member may declare point of order and state the violation and request the mayor pro tem to take the necessary action to maintain decorum under the same authority of the mayor listed above. In the event the mayor pro tem is absent, the city manager will direct the sergeant-at-arms to remove the offenders from the room. So if you look at the first sentence, and it says, if the mayor fails to fulfill the duty to maintain decorum, well, what is their definition of decorum, and whose job is it to preside over the entire meeting? It's the mayor.
2: It's the mayor. The mayor, as mayor, is presiding officer under the rules of which the city operates. And to try and do this is stripping him, or attempting to strip him, of his ability to be the mayor. He was elected mayor, not Trish Reiner and not Chris Kaufman.
0: Yeah, this is essentially a handcuff to the mayor to fulfill his duties as mayor. And so this basically transfers the power to any of the other council members to declare a point of order. So if somebody, for example, is talking during the public comments and they're saying something that that council member doesn't like, they could potentially call a point of order and then have them removed.
2: If you as a citizen were to go to city council meeting, and point out the failures of the people that have been in power for the last several years in regards to infrastructure or any other number of issues, and you say their name in the process, that's what really bothers them. And it's it's these thin-skinned politicians that make all these decisions but don't want the accountability that comes along with them. It's not the people's fault that we've got guys up there, and females too, that have been you know, basically being part-time council members. They're not doing their homework. They're not taking care of the business of the city, and the people are sick and tired of it. And that's evident when you look at some of these
1: agenda items and they don't know what's going on. And I'm glad that they put in the raising your hand to vote because that's the Bruce Wadley vote. When Remember when he forgot to vote or didn't say yes or no? Mm-hmm. Well, now we're afraid to say yes or no. Now you have to vote, and we can see who votes yes or votes no. But as far as this accountability, and if one of the council members doesn't like it, and they call a point of order, and we have one person up there that calls a point of order all the time,
2: Mayor Pro Tem Trish Reiner,
1: and you know it's it's kind of funny because just let the people speak. You know, just let them speak. They've been respectful. And they're holding you accountable. And once again, if there are issues, talk to those people individually. You have to come out as an elected official and can't be afraid to get and talk with the public. But the last thing this sentence says in here in the paragraph that really gets me is, in the event the Mayor Pro Tem is absent, the city manager will direct the sergeant-at-arms to remove the offenders from the room. So you've got a bureaucrat, an unelected person, that's going to direct the sergeant-at-arms to remove somebody from the room. Does that mean that that is a violation? Does that mean that it's a lawful thing? Is he going to have somebody arrested? Is it criminal trespass? What is this city manager going to be able to do?
2: Well, we've seen in other areas in Round Rock ISD, they went actually and charged parents that were voicing their opinions, though one of them did get a little out of line. But those parents were voicing their opinions, and they came and charged them with a misdemeanor crime of impeding a public proceeding or or something to that effect. Okay, so if you're talking to yourself
1: and you're going, hey, that doesn't sound like a big deal, you know, Chris Kaufman, you know, he's city manager, maybe it goes down in the line. I think it should stay with the elected officials and not Chris Coffin or the city attorney. Let's go further into this under 6.2 placement of agenda items. The agenda items are placed on the agenda by the city secretary. Now they want to change it to, you guessed it, the city manager.
2: Yeah, and I think they want to do that because as it stands now, the mayor being the presiding officer, you know, has oversight with the agenda. But if they transfer this to the city manager instead of the city secretary, now we have, an, again, an unelected bureaucrat in control of this. And I think a lot of Granberry's problems over the years have been this strong city manager style setup that the city adopted some years ago. There is no real accountability when it comes to the city manager. We can't vote in a a new city manager. That has to be the council. If and when they make mistakes, the council can use them as a scapegoat and say, hey, we just were listening to the city manager. It's not right. Call me old school. But the city should be run by the mayor, not an unelected bureaucrat.
1: And we already went over the city manager's contract before on how that's virtually impossible to get rid of a city manager without giving them a golden parachute.
0: Yeah, it's going to cost the city a pretty penny to do that.
1: So a lot of comments at this time that the city council gets um, is under 6.6, citizen comments on matters not on the agenda. And that's where they get a lot of comments about the infrastructure, the wastewater treatment plant, what's on the minds of the citizens. Well, they want to change that too. After the deliberation agenda is completed and before the meeting is adjourned.
2: They want to put... Citizen comments on matters not on the agenda. You've taken your list of grievances or praise to the city council. They want to save that for the very tail end of the meeting. Now, you might ask, well, why would they want to do that? Well, this is going to be after they do their awards, their presentations, uh, the deliberation agenda, the consent agenda, executive session at the very end of it.
0: Right. So it's just kind of their attempt to try and save face in case there's people that are coming to speak about something that they may not like what they have to say. But I think one good thing about having it at the beginning is you've got more people there at the city council meeting and when you have issues come up, whether it's good or bad, you're raising awareness to other people in that room that may not know about this issue or that issue. So it's a good thing, in my opinion, to have more people present when you have public comments happening because you're raising awareness to issues that other people may not be aware of.
1: And If we look at 7.3, uh, when they're trying to redo the city charter, and I go back to the Mark Lowry talk, and when he was going back and forth with the city attorney, Jeremy Sorrell, And one of the council members, I believe it was uh, Eddie Rodriguez, spoke up and said, hey, let's not have this going back and forth. And I agree. Uh, Eddie Rodriguez did a good job. The city attorney should have just said, you know, stay quiet. And because Mark was already leaving the podium, but he had to say something. So this is coming up 7.3 under personal privilege. The right of a city council member to address the council on questions of personal privilege shall be limited in case in which his or her integrity, character, or motives are assailed, questioned, or impugned. And I bet that's going to carry over to the city manager and the city attorney or whoever's up there on the dais because what's going to happen is every time somebody's holding them accountable, they're going to say,
2: hey, personal privilege, Mm -hmm. point of order, I want to talk about how I'm being impugned. Uh, From a legal standpoint, though, I'm not an attorney, nor do I play one on TV, this flies right in the face of the statutes that govern the Open Meetings Act. And during public comments, you are prohibited from responding to any item not on the agenda. So they're trying to put something in there that is arguably illegal.
1: Chris Kaufman already feels that the city charter overrules the Constitution anyway.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's true.
2: Pretty much said it.
1: And during this motion that uh, Mayor Jim Jarrett spoke about, he talked about things in here that people need to be aware of. We need to have a workshop. We just listed a few for you. There are things that are duplicates in here. Uh, in the November 16th city council meeting, they went over the he, she pronouns already. So that's a, a duplicate item. So whoever put this on the agenda, Uh, Wasn't really clear what they were doing at what time or maybe they were clear because when it came down for a vote, everybody voted for this to be moved to March except for one thing, one person. And that's Bruce Wadley. And we see a lot of this going on because Mayor Jim Jarrett has taken control of some of the things that are going on and he's taking the lead. You know, he's talking to text twenty one which is an infrastructure, it has to do with highways, state highways, and things like that. All goes down to Austin and everywhere throughout the state. He's got a lot of things that he's doing. He's talking to commissioners. He's talking to county judges. He's talking to county judges in other counties.
2: All the way from Oklahoma to the Mexico border along 377, Jim Jarrett has organized a group, the 377 Corridor Coalition, and that's made up of a bunch of mayors and county judges. He is taking the bull by the horns and trying to get the work done for the people.
0: So it sounds like he's actually doing his job.
2: Jim Jarrett is leading by example, and
1: he's leading with action, and he's taking Chris Kaufman with him. And they were going to these meetings and they're watching on Zoom and they're taking care of things that should have been taken care of, frankly, years and years ago. So thank you, Jim Jarrett, for stepping up and bringing the rest of the council and employees of the city of Granbury
2: with you to try to solve these problems. For a long time in Hood County, conservatives didn't think that they could win city elections. And what we saw over the summer is that we can.
0: Yeah, it's a refreshing sight to see. I'm, I'm really glad that Jim got in there and that we have someone who's really a person for the people and who's, like you said, leading by example and doing the job and doing fulfilling his duties as mayor.
1: Please be aware of what's going on with your city council and how they're trying to take the power away from you, the citizens, because of the people you elect to be there. We didn't elect the bureaucrats to take care of the city of Granbury. We elected the city council and the mayor. Shark Show out.